0: Destroying the United States. But why? Elites are working to weaken America so she can no longer impede their evil plans. Think about it. America is experiencing a red wave, just not the one we were expecting. Then there's Build Back Better, the Respect for Marriage Act, Klaus Schwab's Great Reset, and ESG Investing, but not in Florida. All prophetic headlines, and we will analyze each one while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Wow, what a week we have had, a prophetic week in the news. Netanyahu trying to form a government, Israel. And I mean a way right-wing government that really could upend... the. It's the most religious government Israel's ever had. And wow, could that really flip Israel upside down as far as the politics structure goes. I mean, they they will want to mess with the status quo on the Temple Mount. Many of them want to expand settlement building in the West Bank. I mean, things the international community is diametrically opposed to. And yet it looks like Netanyahu is going to be able to form a government, we will know just in a few, uh, a short while now, and, wow, things are happening very quickly right now. Along with that, I don't know if that will lead to a peace agreement or not. I don't see that at this point in this government be highly unlikely. But World War III is being talked about on in, in the headlines of just about every newspaper. And we'll see what happens. I mean, and we may talk about that some today. However, I want to open today with a look at what's happening to America. And if you traveled to one of my prophecy conferences this year, you heard me teach the lesson, the Antichrist socialistic kingdom. And I chose that topic because Bible prophecies foretell a socialistic, one world governing body led by the Antichrist will be in power just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Antichrist will only rule for three and a half years. Therefore, he's not going to have much time to establish a world governing body once he comes on the scene. So he is going to usurp authority over an already fully functioning, socialistic, one world governing body. And efforts to establish this entity are ongoing as we speak. It's happening in the news every day. The World Economic Forum's Great Reset, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, the, uh, the Build Back Better Joe Biden was talking about, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, um, the ESG reporting methods, and many others are all, in one way or another, trying to push socialistic principles around the world. Many see the United States as the, uh, and our capitalist ideologies standing in the way of a true socialistic world government, hence the efforts to implement socialism in America. Listen at this statement. Elites are working to weaken America. You wonder what's going on in America right now, on our southern border and our energy independence, all these different things. Elites are working to weaken America so that she can no longer impede their evil plans. They've got to do away with that capitalistic mentality so they can implement socialism here. So they're trying to brainwash our young people to get them to think socialism's a good thing when what it would really do is destroy this country. And those children that are would push for that and advocate for a socialistic, socialistic system would never be able to realize the American dream with a socialistic mentality in our country. Now, the town hall published an article, and I want to go through some of this very quickly. If you really wanted to destroy the United States, then what? Because it's happening right before our very eyes. The Biden administration is looking to weaken the United States. I don't care what the nightly news is telling you. This is what's happening in America right now. All, you realize most of this, all this chaos and everything, it could change or it could turn around very quickly. But they don't want it to because they've got agendas they're pushing. And it's very prophetic. A world, a global socialistic world governing body in the end time. The Bible's very specific on that. A red seven-headed ten-horned beast In Revelation 17, a scarlet colored. The red is symbolic in Bible prophecy for socialism. We know that from Revelation 6, 1 through 8. And so, very, very important that we know what's going on. So, if you wanted to destroy the United States, if you wanted to weaken us to the point where we could not impede the evil plans of the globalists trying to push socialism in our country to have a true socialistic world governing body, well, what would you do? You would surrender our prior energy independence, right? You'd have to get rid of that. You'd have to reduce new oil and gas leases on federal lands to the lowest levels of any president in history. You would cut back production at precisely the time the world is emerging from a two-year lockdown and is pent, has pent up consumer demand. If you were to destroy America, you would make war on coal and nuclear power, drain the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to make the pain for consumers more bearable for midterm election advantages, right? Cancel the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge oil and gas field, block pipelines like the Keystone Oil Pipeline and a natural gas pipeline in Connecticut, overregulate and demonize frackers and horizontal drillers, ensure their less investment in their exploration and production, making use of internal combustion engines or fossil fuel power generation is prohibitively expensive, achieve a green oil dependency along the lines of contemporary Europe, print trillions of dollars in the new currency as the end of the lockdown demand rises and consumers are already saturated with COVID 19 subsidies. Keep interest rates low, well below the inflation rate, as you print more, mon- more money. Ensure that passbook holders earn no interest at the very time prices skyrocket to the highest per annum level in 40 years. Of course, if you wanted to destroy America, you would spread the wealth around by spending money, sending money to those who already have enough and making it less valuable for those deemed to have too much. And so, why? Why? What's going on in America? Because all these things are happening as we speak. Why would you want to weaken America again? So that way we're not strong enough to impede the evil plans of the socialist that are trying to implement their system here.
1: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future. Or call 800 in time that's 800-363-8463
2: hi I'm Judy Baxter when Irvin and I got married we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry since we started in time ministries there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills but God has always provided we started with the magazine then went on radio and TV
3: Serving End Time Prophecy Call 1-800-END-TIME Or visit endtime.com Slash events for more information
0: Wow Weakening America Never thought I would see that In my lifetime At least to the point where we're at now But now I understand what's really going on, and I hope you do as well. We don't want that here in America, and we can turn it around, but it will take everybody unifying instead of being so divided along racial lines and economic status and all these different things. They're trying to divide and conquer, but if we were all to unite and just say no, what could they do? Right? Now, I'll get back to this if I can. Today's open line. The number to reach me one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. All this is very, very prophetic. And so I got a call. Let's go ahead to Charles in North Carolina. God bless Charles. Welcome to End of the Age. How you doing? I'm doing tremendous. How are you doing today,
4: Robbins? I would like to ask a question, and the question is: a lot of people don't realize what the New World Order is, yes. or how bad it is. Yes. Now I do know how bad it is, and how we the people will lose our freedom in this beast system. Um, in this beast system called the New World Order. Yes. So can you explain it to the people how bad it will be when it's completed, so that they so that they will understand that it's not a good thing. Yeah. And I'll appreciate it. I have one
0: more question, but I'll just take that one right now. Yeah, so let me, go, let me come at it from a prophetic perspective, and then we'll bring them up to date, Charles. Um, there were modern nations prophesied about in Daniel chapter 7. Daniel saw a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed uh, leopard, and a ten-horned beast. They symbolized the modern-day nations of Great Britain, the United States, Russia, Germany, and the current European Union. That was Daniel chapter 7, 20, a little over 2,500 years ago. 650 years later, John writes a book of Revelation, and he's in Revelation 13, verses 1 through 2, he said, Hey, I saw a single beast come up out of the sea that had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the 10 horn kingdom. It is a federalization. The Bible says that one of the heads, one of the nations would be wounded unto death. When the wound was healed, all the world would wonder after this beast this federalization of nations into a one world governing body. We are seeing the establishment of that. It tells us the nations that will be involved. Great Britain, Russia, Germany, and the European Union will certainly be involved in this world governing body. 2,000-year-old prophecy. Well, we've seen efforts towards that over the last several decades. When we came out of World War I, you had the League of Nations, the answer to world war in the mind of the international community is world government, a strong world government. The League of Nations after World War I, the United Nations after World War II, that was the effort towards uh, world government. The second effort we had, the uh, United Nations was established, and they've been working that for 70-plus years now. And that's the seat of world government in the earth. How bad can it get? Well, that's kind of what I was going through in my open dialogue here. Opening dialogue is that the Bible says that this entity will be a socialistic, one-world governing body. And the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over that. And that's what's happening right now. The United Nations, the International Criminal Court, the uh, Interna- the uh, World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, all of these entities work together to push the establishment of this new world order or a world-governing body. What they're trying to do, Charles, is to, um, just for instance, they're trying to implement socialism around the world because the, the ideology of the international community is socialistic. The United Nations, totally socialistic. They want to be able to dictate orders to everybody. Not to be able to suggest or just discuss, but they want dictatorial powers. A total tyrannical government. That's what would happen. You've seen what happened to Venezuela and all these other places where these ideologies have been implemented. Just total devastation, but there's a a ruling elite at the top governing everybody. That's what they want to happen globally. That's one of the main reasons why a globalist like Joe Biden will not protect our southern border. Because he is a globalist. He believes in this one world governing body. And he wants to do away with the nation states of the world and to to create a global state that answers to a world government. It would be totally uh, totalitarian dictatorship, and they would govern every single thing. The Sustainable Development Goals by the United Nations, that's exactly what they're designed to do, is to govern every aspect of every single person on the planet. And so Joe Biden believes in the Sustainable Development Goals. He believes in the Paris Climate Agreement and all these other agreements tying the United States into this, and that's something we absolutely do not want to occur. And I was talking about destroying the United States. There's many other things that are going on right now with the Biden administration trying to pull us up into that. Weaken in America, so that way we could never impede the evil plans of what these elitists are trying to do, and we certainly do not want that. Um, so that's, that's, how, that's how bad the, the New World Order, this world government, could get. Um, you, wanna be, you want America to be like Venezuela and us be digging in trash cans to find something to eat, no jobs, but the ruling elite are, are fabulously wealthy? That's how America would become if we allowed those ideologies to be implemented here in our country.
4: And they will also control our money as
0: well, right? Yeah, absolutely. That, the Federal Reserve is basically already doing that.
4: Okay, yes. and the difference between socialism and communism is not too much of a difference. So a lot of people don't realize how bad socialism is. Yeah. And so um, is socialism and communism connected to each other?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're basically synonymous terms. Socialism is the soft-sell economic portion of it. Communism is absolute takeover and rolling with tanks, and we're, dicta- we're dictating everybody. Right now they're implementing socialistic principles in America. The Federal Reserve is a, uh, a prime example of this, where they're controlling the economy of America right now. They are... Uh, the Federal Reserve is not owned by the federal government. It is a cabal of private bankers that are getting fabulously wealthy off the American people. And when, 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 the, when the federal government wants to borrow... In other words, we have a deficit, right? Who do we owe that money to? Right. Well, the, the United States is $31 trillion in debt. Who are we indebted to? Think about that. Well, we're That's indebted right. to the we... Federal Reserve and these central banks around the world controlled by the Bank for International Settlements, which is in Basel, Switzerland. It's all a, con- a collective group of, of, of private bankers that are controlling the economies of the world, and it all ties in with world government. Um, and socialism, communism, if you read the Communist Manifesto, or the... Um, the Communist Party USA's manifesto, their constitution that they put out uh, years ago—I think it was 2005—their Communist Party platform. They said we want to implement socialism on the way to a higher phase communism. And Stalin, Lenin, all those guys started out as democratic socialists, but look what it led to: full-on communism.
4: So they put money out in there and then charge us tax and taxes for it.
0: Yeah, everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: Now the last question, I know I don't want to hold you no more. Do we have a democracy in our constitutional republic?
0: No. We we're we are a republic.
4: So we don't have no democracy inside of our
0: constitutional no, republic. D- democracy is um basically the the majority rules, period. We don't want right. that. We have a in America we have a republic which is a group of elected officials that govern by laws, because if you have a democracy, then the minority has no voice. It's, it's, it's majority rules. We don't want that. Our forefathers did not want that. They wanted us to have a republic so that way we could have an elected group of officials that would govern by laws that have been established, and then you, ha- then it's not, the minority has no voice. Right now in America, the minority is supposed to have a voice, but with a democracy, you do not have that.
4: But where did democracy come
0: from? Well, because a lot of people start spinning out. Where did global warming and climate change come from? It all comes from people who want to force their rule upon... You always hear Nancy Pelosi, all these people say, our democracy. Well, we're a republic. Now, we do vote on things like if we vote for the president, then he wins by the majority vote and things like that. But that's different than a republic of people who are governed by elected officials that use laws to run the country. Big difference there. And so you've got to understand that the, our our forefathers wanted the minority to have a voice as well, and so they created a republic here. In other words, in when we came out from under King George, the minority had no voice at all. So they didn't want that here in America. So that's why we have a republic. We should never forget that, even though... The elites try to spin democracy. No, it's a republic.
4: Yeah, I appreciate that, and I do agree. Climate change, to me, is just winter, spring, summer, and fall. Yeah, um, we do have a climate change every three three months of the year. Is that right. correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just just okay. because just because hey. they preach it, and just because they the news tries to spin it, it does not mean it's true. And so when everybody the, the elitist. Try to say, oh, we're a democracy, we're a democracy, and, you know, uh, no, I mean, there are some things that when you vote the elected officials in, yeah, whoever gets the most votes goes in. How, well, that's, that's, I should say it's supposed to be like that <laughs> in America, it's but right. you have a group of elected officials that go in, and then they rule by laws that are instituted among the people, and that's how the, a republic works, and so that's why we are a, certainly a republic and not a democracy.
4: Pastor Dave Robinson, I appreciate it. You always do a great job, you and your crew, and I just want to say thank you so much, and you have a blessed day.
0: God bless you, my friend. Charles, you have a great weekend. All right. Let's go to Joe in New York. God bless Joe. Welcome to End of the Age.
5: Hey, Dave, how
0: are you today? I'm tremendous, my friend. How are you?
5: Uh, I could be getting, you know, younger. That would be nice, but I'm getting older, (laughs) and the body's wearing out, but that's okay. But the the thing that... uh, comment about what you're discussing is that every facet of human existence every every everywhere you look it's being corrupted I see it here big time in New York yes. it's just oh, very yeah. sad but here's the answer the only way we're going to see according to the scriptures we're not going to like, like Irvin talked about and taught that according to the scriptures, we'll be here to stand with Israel. So we got to be strong enough to do that. Yeah. So I believe there's got to be some kind of turnaround happening in this nation. But I want to encourage everyone that listens and to spread the word. We as the body of believers have got to keep praying, man, because yeah. God is the only hope. The The whole political system has become so wacky, and we don't know how much they can manipulate the votes. Because we don't even know if we're getting an honest election anymore. Right. Right or wrong. So now we know that Satan is going to do everything in his power to undermine the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Why? Because this nation was founded by believers in God. And that's the beginning. And I believe that that's why God's going to keep us through this and I wanted to ask you. There's a few ministers, a few brothers that travel around the, core, uh, the, the country. I'm wondering if you're familiar with with Dutch Sheets
0: and Tim Sheets. I do not know them. No.
5: Well, I, I would I would recommend you when you get a chance. I know you're very busy. You could see them on their websites or on YouTube. I watch everything on YouTube. But these two brothers. Uh, one is a pastor and an evangelist. They both travel and teach all over the United States, and they're trying to bring and have the body continually come in unity because that's where our strength is as believers. Yeah. Now, we see all the prophecies being fulfilled, and you know, we're kind of being shaken, rattled to take action because if we don't, then, then our country will fall. I don't believe our Heavenly Father is going to permit that. But we as believers, we have to take action. We have to know the prophecies that it alerts us. But I'm amazed how many believers I talk to on the phone or I run into in various places that don't know the prophecies. So you guys got to keep doing what you're doing, please. Yes, and everyone that listens... Tell people, I go into a supermarket and I'm talking to people about the prophecies, all about the Lord Jesus, if they don't know the Lord. And that the prophecies, and I explain to them that it's unfolding. It's unfolding as we speak. Yes. And we've got to do that because that's the way we're going to gain unity and strength and have clarity how to pray for our nation. Because if, if we go under, man, the world is really going to be screwed. You know, there's there's more to it than us being strong just for ourselves. We have to be strong for Israel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in that
5: way, there'll be some light of truth of the gospel of Messiah Jesus going out around the world. So that's what I have to say today. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for your work. I love you, Dave, and, and the whole crew. I pray for you guys every day, man.
0: Thank you, You've got to
5: keep the good work. There's, so, so, there's such a need in this country for your work. It's unbelievable.
0: All right. Thank you much, Joe, and uh, God bless you, my friend. And we've been praying for your family and your daughter as well. I want you to know thank that.
5: You. I, I thank you. Thank yes. you so much. It's very difficult times for my whole family right now, but I...
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Joe.
5: I will. I will not lose my hope, and and my hope is in Jesus, man.
0: All right. Well, because
5: I can't go by what I see in the natural, because here, it's just like I see young people, and there's like there's like the stuff in their faces, man. So all we gotta we we gotta that's the thing. We gotta keep praying. We gotta stand in unity of the faith, my brother.
0: Well, thank you much, my friend. I want to say God bless you, and we'll continue to pray for you. You have a great weekend. All right, everybody. So I'm taking your calls today, 1-877-363-8463. We'll get back to the phones when we get back after the break. God bless each and every one. And remember to pray for Joe and his family. He's going through a time right now. Uh, Lift him up in prayer.
1: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty?
0: I do want to say something um, concerning what Joe said really quick, and then I'll get to uh, Gene here in just a moment. But when we talk about unifying, and I understand what Joe was saying about we need to unify. I totally agree we need to unify. One th- And he said that, I, I don't know Doug Sheets and this other guy that he was talking about. I'll do some research on them. But I want to make sure that we unify under... Uh, in, in, under the the platform and the ideology of the truth, when it comes to different things that I've been tried to pull, be pulled into to unify with, I couldn't be part of that because it wasn't the truth. So that's one thing we always want to stand on. This is kind of it's. It, I'm just talking, making reference to what Joe said. I totally and I know what Joe is saying that we need to unify as the body of Christ and uh, to stand against these things. However. I know that there are things that a lot of people are going around teaching that would be diametrically opposed to the truth, all these interfaith movements that's something that I would never never unify with um, they and like you know uh, 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 and, and adolf Hitler Adolf Hitler got people to unify with him, right but he was a uh, he was Satan personified just about and look at what he did a totally demonic actions so if we're going to unify, I totally agree with unification. But let's unify under the banner of truth. If it's the truth, I'm willing to stand with it. If it's diametrically opposed to the truth, I don't want to unify with that. I want to be isolated from it. And so, uh, very important that we understand as, as a body here, because all of us here at End Time Ministries and the end-of-the-age radio television programs, we feel like we are a family with everybody that listens to us and watches us, and reads and watches our DVDs and all this other shows up at the prophecy conferences. We're all trying to get everybody to heaven. And we're doing the best we can to share the Word of God, teach the Word of God, stand on the truth. And our goal is to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God because the end time is now. That's end time ministries. If you want to know what our message to our uh, mission statement, our goal, everything is, that's it. And so, uh, very, very important that everybody understands, because I want to bring everybody in on our conversations, that unification is great. But the Bible says there will be lots of unification under, let's say, a world religious system in the end time. That's something you can't participate in. So let's unify under the truth. Let's make sure we know, if I'm going to unify with something, and I'm willing to do that, that it's the truth. And then we can move on and uh God will bless those efforts. Okay, okay. Um all right, let's go to Gene right here in Texas. God bless Gene. Welcome to End of the Age.
6: Hey Dave, how's it going?
0: I'm good, my friend. How are you?
6: Good, good. I always love listening to you guys. I, I really you know, I always hear commentary from uh, you know, Joe and from several others. But I wanted to ask you about Isaiah 13. Yeah. I know you talk, you, we, we talk about the, you know, the Six Trumpet War and how that's kind of an ominous prophecy. Yes. But, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me move away. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up Isaiah is because it talked about, um, at least I think it's like verse 11 or verse 12, it talks about how a man being rarer than a fine uh, fine gold or yeah. or like the a fine wedge of Ophir. Are you familiar with these
0: verses? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been through Isaiah 13, but it 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 it's prophesying in Isaiah 13 about the Medes overtaking the um, Babylonian kingdom. But right there in the middle, it talks about the coming of the Lord and His wrath and right. different things. So yeah, and it's been again, it's been a long time since I've been through Isaiah 13, but if I remember right, that's what it's dealing with. And then beyond that it goes into with the Medes and the Babylonians there. So um, I am familiar with uh, verse 12 and verse 13 when it says, I will make a man more precious of uh, them fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore I shall shake the heavens and the earth, shall remove out of their place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. anger. So the Bible's talking about here about the second coming of Jesus Christ, when that occurs at the battle of Armageddon. When the Bible talks about the wrath of God in the end time, it's talking about when His wrath of God is poured out upon those who came down against Israel at the battle of Armageddon. It actually refers to here what Jesus talks about in Matthew 24, when the moon shall not, the, the um, sun shall dark be dark and so moon the moon shall not time. give to light, stars will fall from yep. heaven. Yep. It's the exact same yep. thing that's talked about here. When it talks about exactly. a man shall be made more precious than fine gold, The Bible says that when people go through the, it mentions this, when people go through the tribulations, that they will come forth as gold tried in the fire. In other words, when you bring somebody through tribulation, when you put gold in a furnace and you melt it down, all the impurities come to the top. And you can can come forth as gold with no impurities. That's what this is referring to here. When people are coming through tribulation and different things, that they will come forth as gold that have been tried in the fire.
6: Right. Not yes. not the opposing view which would be, you know, that our population would be so, you know, dwindled in number that, you know, okay, I mean that makes sense. No. Thank you for clearing that up because yeah, I've heard absolutely. I've heard the opposite. And it, you know, it's kind of like men will be more precious than fine gold, like that that, you know, to me that at first glance if you will, you know, just means it will be, you know, rare. You won't be able to find them and I'm like, no, no. okay, so Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. You going over? I just I don't hear you talk about Isaiah 13 much. Yeah, I
0: didn't no. Ask him about it. So, right.
6: Um, my other question. Okay. Um, this is totally unrelated. Uh, I work for City Surf. Um I don't know if you know. Um, i call out Brandon here, a wonderful man that he is. Yeah. But I know our Christmas party's coming up at y'all's building. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get the chance to ask Doug or Vince uh About you know uh, possibly having a, a booth set up or something there that y'all could y'all could introduce some of the employees to you know you know what y'all do because I don't think any of my oh. our employees know know what you guys do at all yeah
0: well okay <laughs> so. so how can I how can I work this here because Brandon's going to know you called me on the clock right uh,
6: yeah yeah <laughs> for sure so <laughs> I, I tell you
0: what I'll do I'll get with Brandon and Holly so. To bring everybody in on our conversation, Gene works at City Turf, a huge landscaping company out in Murphy, Texas. Brandon, my son-in-law, and his family own City Turf, so Gene works with them. He's a team member, and so Brandon's my son-in-law. And so I'm, I'm, I need to kind of bring this up maybe without bringing up Gene's name. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't think I'd have it's to do funny. that. But anyway, I'll, I'll talk to Brandon and Holly about it, and then we'll go from there.
6: Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't get the chance to, and I was like, man, it'd probably be better done through an email. I yeah, apologize.
0: yeah. I understand. <laughs>
6: um, but just I appreciate what you're doing, Dave. Thank you, know, you. You guys give me hope. You give me inspiration. You know, I know that there is a a hope, and that's what you know we try to focus on, right? Hebrews yes, sir. 11. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so when everybody else starts, you know, dragging their head and then, like you know inflation and. That's why I love hearing your your messages when you go over, guys. There's still hope.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I
6: I love those. I love those. Yes. I just keep doing what you're doing, Dave. Love you guys. I'll keep supporting you.
0: Okay. Thank you, my friend. You
6: can take the next call.
0: All right, Gene. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. Yeah, the thing is, everybody is that when we when I talk about destroying America, I mean that sounds horribly ominous, right? And and it is. What they're trying to do in America. Uh, with uh, pushing socialistic principles here. When I say they're trying to do that, I am absolutely not saying that all hope is lost. Believe me. We are preachers and teachers of hope, faith, and love. A strong, not a weak anemic church, but a strong, vibrant church in the end time. And the greatest time of revival the world's ever known is ahead of us. Even if they f- went, I don't believe they will, but even if they got socialism and communism fully implemented here in America... I would still be preaching and teaching the great end-time revival. So, how do we marry all this? Well, the apostles did it under the reign of a world government. Rome ruled the world during their era, and they still had great revivals. They did many mighty great works, and they established. They were the foundation to the church that we have today. And so, when I talk about... But yet, they talked about the end times as well, 2,000 years ago. So... When I talk about these things, when me and Doug and Vince and the rest of us, when we talk about some of these things that are happening, all we're trying to get you to do is to know how close we are. The Bible says there's going to be a socialistic world government in the end time. And I'm trying to show you how close we are. You say, why are you guys do that? Because I'm teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, just like Jesus did, just like the apostles did. The... They taught the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's our commission to do that. And how do you do that? The gospel of the kingdom of God is simply this. The God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom. So we come on the radio and television and things and we say, Okay, the God of heaven is coming back before very long. Let me tell you about all these events that let us know it's not going to be very long before he comes back. And then let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom because there is nothing more important than being a part of that kingdom. I talk to people all the time. They want to know about investments and uh, you know, we can talk about cars and fishing and hunting and uh, houses and all that. But nothing is more important than my discussion with you how can we be a part of that kingdom. If you have ever been around our family at all, eventually the conversation is going to get around to hey, how are you doing? Are you prepared for that day? That's where the conversation is going to go in every Bible study and everything that we do. We love you. I sure I like to hunt and I like to do all that stuff, but I'm going to get around to the conversation at some point. How are you doing? How's your walk with the Lord? Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship with Him? Are you prepared for the second coming, for the for the uh, rapture? Are you prepared for that? Because that's the great commission to everybody who calls themselves a Christian. Your great commission from Jesus Christ is to share the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's what we do. So, um, I certainly will talk to Brandon and Holly about that, Gene, and uh, see if we can't. Get something here, at least to pass out to everybody at your dinner, um, to make sure they know. Okay, let's go to Trey right here in Texas. God bless Trey. Welcome to End of the Age. Yes, good afternoon, uh, sir. How you I doing? I want
7: to call. Say, thank you for having your program. Uh, thank you. Last week was Thanksgiving. I wasn't able to call. I was at work. And, but anyway, I just want to say, you know, uh, I know, I, I know as well as you are and everybody at your uh, ministry. Yes, we're concerned about what, all the, or the current events have been happening in the last say ten to twenty years, and uh, I was not uh, really uh, pleased with the election results. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm never discouraged nor disheartened because I know God has a purpose for all of us in this country. And I always look back to Daniel chapter two, verses nineteen through twenty-two, when Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar, "For there is a God in heaven above that changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings; he sets up kings." and give wisdom to those who seek understanding mm-hmm. and all all power and might are gods and gods alone so i just want to say just keep up the good work and i just appreciate uh listening to you and getting to watch you when i can And uh, i i guess that's all i can really say
0: okay well i do thank you trey and and i appreciate that god has assembled a great team of people here that love him want to serve him and and want to get people prepared for His soon return. I mean, there's nothing... That's, that is our goal. When I... That's my... I was talking to our staff this morning about our driving force. What's driving? What's, what's this big... What's the gas in this end-time engine? And that is our love for the, for souls and want to make sure people are ready for the soon return of the Lord. That's what drives this ministry. And so uh, I do thank you for that, Trey. I'm coming up to break. I hate to let you go, but um, I want to say God bless you, my friend. And you have a great weekend. Thank you for the call. Look forward to talking to you again in the near future. But i um, got a few lines open if you want to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. We'll go straight back to the calls when we get back after the break. God bless.
8: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month.
0: Okay, welcome back, everybody, and I'm going to go straight back to the phones here. Let's go to Joel in Pennsylvania. God bless, Joel. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing tremendous, my friend. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. It's pretty kind of wild that you can just call
3: somebody, and uh, two minutes later, you're talking to them on their show. That's pretty neat.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm happy to... to, uh, Is this the first time you ever called? Uh, First time, yeah. Yes, Ah. it is. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, Um, I just wanted to mention, I, I've kind of
3: wanted to call it in and uh, mention this name to you. I know you get a lot of names dropped that you, uh, you know, people want you to look these people up. And I'm just going to throw another one in the hat for you. His name was, uh, Jordan Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Um, he had died. He actually passed away, I think uh, earlier this year. Okay. Uh, he was a pretty old guy. And, uh, but he taught a lot of things about, um, he grew up in a, uh, he grew up his family was catholic and he grew up um, uh and he was telling stories about how um, as he grew up um, he would um, sit around the kitchen table and then uh, he had family that were senators and uh um, judges and things and he he just heard a lot about uh and the thing is then uh, I I ha- I thought his videos were interesting some of the topics he he discussed and um, I um um. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, if you can, if it's possible, just to to look him up because he's uh yeah. he re- some of the things that he said, some of the things he taught really reinforce. He didn't come, He doesn't come from a, a Christian background or yeah. anything. A- actually, if you if you actually watch some of his videos, are kind of weird. And and the only reason they don't they don't I don't buy into any of the stuff he says
0: uh is because i know about end time and, yeah. and what you guys teach and right, right. Um, didn't he get into nostradamus and astrology and all that he did he did a, he did a lot of things like that yeah. um he um yeah but some of the don't throw the baby
3: out with the bath water is what i'm saying um right. uh yeah he, he some of the things he does teach um some of the the views he was giving really reinforce a lot about what end time teaches and the Bible. He didn't really realize it. And uh, I kind of feel bad. I wish that Irvin could have got together with him and sat down because I'm pretty sure Irvin could have opened his eyes on a lot of things. And I just kind of feel, feel bad for him, uh, for, for this man, Jordan, uh, that he had passed away before uh, he could really learn, uh, you know, because he really was an intelligent guy. Uh, He spent a lot of time in, uh, college libraries and stuff, and just was a very intelligent person, but, yeah. um, and he, and he got pretty far with what he was able to uncover and learn in this, in this life, but, uh, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, I just feel, I do, I feel bad for him that, uh, he passed away not too long after Irvin did. I just feel bad that, uh, those two minds couldn't have got together and, uh, because they could have, uh, really learned a lot. I know Irvin, you know, just from his teachings, I have the majority of, uh, of end time, uh, material. Yes. Sir. And, I uh, actually, you know, still enjoy that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. learning. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, so, uh, the thing is Joel is that it lets me know that we still have a big job ahead of us. We need to reach mm-hmm. as many people as we can. And, uh, and with the truth, because I, uh, you know, Jordan, he, um, I, 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 I just looked at his website right here on the break and, you know, I, I, when somebody starts talking about the Nostradamus and all these other different things, man, I just, I got to keep on moving because I don't, that, that's led a lot of people astray. And I'm not saying, you know, I know, I know you say don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but, you know, I, I, maybe somebody could go here and look at it, maybe glean something from it. However, mm-hmm. um, I just want to make sure that we, you know, I'm, I yeah, am an extreme, yeah. yeah, I'm an extremely, extremely focused individual. I have so much stuff coming at me, and I live under so many deadlines that I stay extremely focused. So, it's, if it's something that would, you know, I, I got to be careful even how I spend my time, what books I read, and everything. So, I have to, um, you know, if somebody wants to go there and look up on Jordan Maxwell's website, hey, go for it. But uh, I, I have to be very careful. Even there are some books I won't read because I don't want it to, um, I don't even want to put it in there. You know what I'm saying? And so well, I'm, uh, uh, I'm,
3: I'm just glad that along the way, I, I mean, I, that I came across your guys' website. I had some people that told me about and uh yes, was able to learn about you guys. And uh,
0: just the, the stuff that you guys put out is, um, is top notch. Well, thank you very much, Joel. And uh, I want to say God bless you, my friend. I got a lot of calls I'm going to try to get to before hey. the end of the program. I do thank you I for the call. and can. Thanks for listening to us, my friend. All right, God bless. Um, let's go to Mike in Wyoming. God bless, Mike. Welcome to End of the Age. You there? Yes, sir. How you doing, Mike?
9: I'm uh, good. Hey, um, I'm sure you are also. It sounds like it. Yes, sir. Keep up the faith, bro. Thank you. Hey, I, when you were talking about um, destroying the country and kind of trying to, to uh, you know, just kind of have that a little bit or whatever you want to call it. To, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought of the scripture in Revelation um, eleven eighteen, 18, mm-hmm. and it talks about judgment on those which destroy the earth. Yeah. And you were talking about destroying our country. Right. And um, I think that destruction is coming from, um, you know, like undermining the Constitution, which is the foundational document of, of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of undermining of that. And what we see in the in the world i think is this undermining of the word of god and uh you know we know that the worlds were framed by the word of god and that it was by jesus christ himself who is the word of god yeah and so he's coming to judge them which it says destroy the earth and that's that's how i see that Mm -hmm. but i also see it as what you're saying with destroying the nation by undermining the words. Of the Constitution and the words of law and so I, I just saw that equation there and so I thought I'd bring that up and share it with you yeah
0: absolutely and you know the thing is if you look at the timing of that uh, right here in Revelation 11:18, it's talking about at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ when the Battle of absolutely. Armageddon will occur and it's saying that the Lord will come back and that his wrath will be poured out and he will destroy them that destroy the nations It could be that I I know that most of his wrath is his wrath. Actually, is going to I know for a fact that it's going to be poured out upon those that came down against Israel to battle the world governing nations. But when it talks about the world governing body and the the Antichrist, it actually says that the the um, the kingdoms of this world. If you go right back up to I think it's verse fifteen, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. He's going to do away with human government. Government is Satan's method of ruling the world. The church is God's method. So the church is going to be with him, and God's going to destroy human government here on the earth. So I think that's right along the lines with what you're talking about, Mike. And I don't think you're far off, my friend. That's a good uh, thank
9: thought. Thank you. And I had one more quick thing here. And I, uh, When you get a chance, would you look at Revelation, like uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 6, and kind of, expound upon the timeline there because it's kind of confusing and not right now but sometime when you have a chance yeah. and i appreciate that and thank you and god bless have a wonderful weekend
0: all right god bless mike and i will do that revelation uh chapter eight uh i may dive off into it in the next couple of weeks and that way i can explain it to everybody okay very good thank you for the call mike let's go to stacy in pennsylvania god bless stacy welcome to into the age
10: hi dave how are you doing
0: i'm tremendous how are you
10: I'm good. good. Um I just don't—the biggest reason I called was just to just to tell everybody how important it is to have the knowledge of the truth. Obviously, you always preach that. But I wanted to say about the Jerusalem Prophecy College because mm. that has been such a true blessing to me. Um, if you're talking about wanting to know the truth and how to be equipped with that information in order to teach others, I'm telling you, it's life-changing. It's changed my life. Yeah. I mean, God turned my life inside out to, to get me where he wants me to be right now in this time. And he's going to continue to grow for me. He's going to continue to grow me, I believe, to Amen. prepare me for what's going to be coming with the, you know, the, the great tribulation Amen. and so on. And I just think we're just, you know, we have to keep our faith, like you said, about the gold. Yes. And, you know, that's we got to keep our faith. God stay faithful to the end and. So anyway, I just wanted to say about the Jerusalem Prophecy College and just the importance of that.
0: Yeah, Well, thank you very much. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Jerusalem Prophecy College taught by Irvin Baxter is one of the greatest tools that mm-hmm. I know to take somebody from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity in a very short mm-hmm. period of time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, an, it's our online college. You go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. And you and I teach in the college, our physical college in Jerusalem, every Thursday morning. But this is an online college, and uh, you can join up and take the semesters. It's very cheap. It's, it's like $59 a semester. And mm-hmm. so um, thank you for the plug, Stacy.
10: Oh, absolutely. As I said, <laughs> I've been working on my family for like four years now. Yeah. My mom is asking all kinds of questions now. She's like, what's up with Emmanuel Macron? Did you see that? So yeah, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to let you know.
0: All right, well thank you very much and God bless you, oh, my friend. Welcome. And I got another call I'm gonna try to get before yeah, the end of the I'll break, but later. it's hey. good talking to you. Uh, let's go to April, right here in Texas. God bless April. Welcome to End of the Age. Howdy. How are you, April? Can you hear me, sir? Yes, I can. All right, two things. I, so I've got Charge about me. four minutes, so we'll, First we'll beat,
11: I know, I know. I gotta go
0: this quick. Okay.
11: First Peter four, eighteen or nineteen. Judgment starts with the house of God, right? All this stuff going on, the church ain't really getting out here holding up the bloodstained banner like she should. She's quiet. Mm-hmm. understand. This is what's going on. We're going to get hit first. We're not really, we ain't really doing what we're supposed to be holding up the bloodstained banner, opening my mouth, blowing a horn in Zion. Right. And one more thing about also, as far as this rapture thing, you know, I'm, not, I'm a mitravist. Right. The church has to be glorified before she can take flight. Nobody ever—when you said we have to be we put through the fire, we have to be glorified. We have to go through a pressing and a testing. We just ain't going to go flying up in our clothes for a No, we have to go through something like Christ went through something. Okay, so that's what a lot of these passages and teachings are not—they're not talking about persecution. The church has to go through persecution, mm-hmm. and nobody is blowing this horn. She's not going to be prepared. They're just sitting around with their thumbs, and we're supposed to be occupying, reaching the lost, not sitting back, waiting, to just fly off just right. because we repent and got saved. It's more to it than that. All right. This is why we're going to be here with the Antichrist. He's going to light us up, as God is going to allow it, like it says in Daniel 7. Right. Okay, so yeah, this is what needs to be pushed. The church needs to get out here and raise her voice against the government and all the smut. This is what they, and she ain't doing that. The body, not you, the body of Christ. Right, right. All these big-time churches, a lot of them are compromising. It's so sad. Yeah. I can't believe it. How could you know so much about the Word of God? Did somebody send you some money for your church and sell you out, buy you out? And I know you—you you have this. I know you see it. It's just sad. Yeah, yeah. God's going to give him that time to respect. Re- repent. Amen. And that's all I got to say, sir.
0: All right. Well, thank you much for the call, April. I want to say God bless you. You have a great weekend. And and you know what, April's saying is true—that we do need to get out there as the body of Christ. We need to evangelize. The Apostle Paul said, "Do the work of an evangelist in the end time." We have the great commission from Jesus Christ. Go ye into all the world, make disciples, baptize them, teach them to observe everything that I've taught you. We've got to get out there. And I think the theme today is we've got a big job ahead of us. And we need to make sure that we're doing teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God to our family, our friends, our sphere of influence, because the second coming of Jesus Christ is just around the corner. And so I want to say God bless each and every one of you in your effort to win souls and to prepare people for the soon coming because it's not going to be very long before he gets here. And the events of going on in the news right now, aligning with the prophecies, show us it's just around the corner. God bless.
10: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries.